welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined today by Dimity McDowell. Hello, Dimity. Oh, hello, Sarah. How are you? you? uh, It's new. We're doing this with video. So typically we record with just audio so we can see each other. So hi. Hi. Hey, hi. Good shirt. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yesterday, your shirt was so cute when we were recording answers. I hope I said that out loud yesterday because I thought it the whole time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, and I had come from uh, a live Facebook session with Ellie, our nutritionist, who always, you know, looks like she's just stepped right out of the anthropology catalog. So I have to up my game and my my wear the same clothes 17 days in a row game. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yesterday at dinner, Daphne told me that she liked my outfit. I was like, wow, where'd that come from? So that was nice. Yeah, well, there is something to be said, and we're going to talk a lot about um, kind of just our life and times right now during these interesting, unusual times. But there is something to be said for putting on nicer clothes and not like, i.e., you know, a business suit, but maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, putting on a clean pair of jeans or maybe not wearing your leggings all day. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm wearing a skirt today. Granted, it's (gasps) hot to wear skirts in the summertime, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of fun, you know, even if no one see it and I have nowhere to go. (laughs) (laughs) I went to uh, Trader Joe's this morning. I now, as I think you know, Demity, now grocery shop at Trader Joe's, maybe every 10 or 11 days, do the big family shop. And I put on a um, shirt that I wore to our Seattle mother runner party. Gosh, that must have been four years ago, maybe, maybe even longer ago than that. So, I mean, you know, if it was, and that was an anthropology, speaking of that shirt, so, you know, uh, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to TJ's. People are going to see me. So, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dimity, as you alluded to, we are just going to be you and me on today's show. And the topic was suggested by a longtime friend in the Mother Run- Runner community, uh, Kate Walton in Iowa, who said she wants to hear how we, quote, are moving through COVID time. Exercise, family, mental health, new habits, habits we hope to keep. So, um, I think before we start, um, or continue, I should say, since we've already started talking about, you know, Dim, you and I want to acknowledge that we know that we're very fortunate. We've not been sick. We've not lost anyone close to us. And since we're self-employed in the running industry, our jobs are fairly secure. So um, our hearts go out to those who are more directly affected by this pandemic and the ensuing economic crisis and just all the turmoil that's going on these days. That COVID has a big wake. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dim, I, I, let's be, be candid right from the get-go, because um, that, that's what you ta- have taught me over this decade, to be candid and, and um, open and honest. So, you know, I got the sense that last week was particularly tough for you. What gave you that sense? <laughs> I started crying right away. I mean, the god-awful truth. Not god-awful. That's the, god, that's the truth. It's the truth. Um, Sarah was like, well, Kate suggested this podcast topic, and I just broke out into tears. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, 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 this, this week feels lighter, so that's good, right? There's always going to be valleys. There's always going to be peaks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, as Justin Ross always says, it's not always going to get harder, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's going to get easier at points, but I don't know whether it was mercury or, I don't, I mean, everything, it's everything, right? It's the heat. I do not do well in heat and Mm. I um, feel very claustrophobic at times in my house. Um, Mm. Hashtag first world problem, but that that's my reality. Um, Heat, you know, COVID, uh, wondering about school, Mm. um, you know, all these other unknowns that are, um, that we all have, right? I mean, there is nothing that you know, except for what is happening right this very minute. Like we just got, um, oh, we got news that we, we'll probably talk about this, but my kids were supposed to, are supposed to go back to school on August 13th. But then my mom just texted me a headline that said like Denver public schools likely, you know, pushing delay or delaying the start of schools. And I'm like, mm. okay, you know, so you kind of get, I mean, we all have had this, right. You have a date in your mind that something's going to happen. And then you're like, oh, they just moved the finish line again. Right. Oh, I know. I know. That's, that's the thing. And, you know, I'm holding a, a cap to the honest tea that I just drank right before we um, started recording this. And I, um, I splurged today. <laughs> it was on sale at Whole Foods. Um, and uh, it's a quote, you know, how on the um, inside of the cap, they give a, uh, I'm showing this dimity as if she could read it from where she is. Um, uh, how they have a quote on the inside of the caps. And this one's from Winston Churchill. And it says, if you're going through hell, just keep going. So. That's a, that's also a country running song. If you're running through, <laughs> 
just keep running. <laughs> nice. it? But yes, it's, a, it's actually a really good, fun. It was on my country music mix way back in the day when I did a <laughs> running music mix. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah. Um, oh, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm a fairly upbeat person by, um, by nature. You might know that about me, Dimity. <laughs> but before we started this, we needed to just like put the umbrella out. You know, you are glass half full. I am glass half empty just by nature, right? That's yes. how we are wired. So, um, so that's why we work well together, but also, um, that's going to, sh- you know, shade our perspectives. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and I'm the shorter one. You're the taller one. <laughs> I'm with the twin. I'm the one with the twins. You live in Denver. Um, so yeah, although, um, you know, the school situation is definitely what gets me when I think about that, um, that, that and things like, you know, going to Trader Joe's, is there ever going to be a day where, you know, you don't have to wait outside to get in or that we can, when you smile at someone, they can actually see your smile. You know, I'm not, I'm not a huge smiler and to just have so many emotions covered up sure. and to, to have interactions changed with people, just kind of daily interactions or the whole jumping off the sidewalk when you see someone coming towards you, if you're on a run, you know, or giving wide berth to the person walking their dog. It just um, kind of makes for a, a, a slightly unsettling feeling a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. There are t- yeah. I mean, I, you kind of walk around a little bit with this like low grade nausea, you know, mm-hmm. especially on the bad days, the good days are fine, but mm-hmm. the bad days you're just like, wow. And, and the days it should say, I don't know, what has happened to time, but it is just like warped ridiculously. Like I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Like <laughs> there'll be days that I'm getting ready for bed and I'm like, wait, was it 6 a.m. this morning that I got up to swim or was that yesterday or was that right. I mean literally like you just don't have any there's nothing that kind of place holds your day as much as it used to or or I I mean there but, are place holds your day, but it just it doesn't feel as um it, it's hard to recall. Yes. Yeah. It was fine. Um, um, we, we splurge and we drop our French bulldog Augie off at half day of doggy daycare. This is related to what you're just saying, Dimity. We drop him off one day a week so that he can go and have a little socialization time. And yes, I live in Portland. It's a very Portland thing. And so my son, John went with me today to drop him off. And, um, he said to me, he's like, like a little later on about an hour later, he goes, mom, didn't we just drop Augie off at daycare? And I'm like, oh, about 65 minutes ago. He goes, no, I mean, didn't he just go like the other day? And I'm like, John, that was last week. He goes every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad to know it's not just the middle-aged mother runners having the time warp. It's the kids too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they always are asking me, mom, what day of the week is it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so as I was putting together the notes for this episode, I got to thinking about coping strategies so do you have any that you turn to during tough times, Tim? Um, well, I've been thinking a lot about this question because I read it before um, we started talking. And um, it's really, so the things that work for me are routine. I like structure. I like routine. And you do? I do. Yep. And so um, when I lose that, and it's very easy to lose that during these times, that's when I tend to go off the rail a little bit more, you know, um, mm-hmm. mentally uh, and physically too. Um, so, you know, the more the, the more that I can get up, uh, my I'll just tell you my morning routine these days. The, the one that works the best for me um, is, you know, I get up typically a little before six, like five minutes before six, and from like six to seven, I take my time. Um, I do some journaling. I write out what I have to do for the day. I kind of plan my day by the hour, which sounds really nitpicky, but it's, it's not, it's not like I'm like at 1147, I'm going to get up and pee, you know, it's not like that, but just, you know, chunks of time for these two hours, I'm going to work on this. Then I'm going to take Ben to go paddleboarding or, you know, whatever. So that way the day doesn't pass me by where I feel like it ruled me instead of me ruling my day, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I get that. And then about seven, I either lead um, many happy miles strength workout, which has been great. I do that on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And that really anchors my morning um, mm. and gives me usually the impetus to the momentum to, to get on the bike right after that and, um, and ride either inside or outside, depending upon how long I want to go and, and what, what feels good. Mm. Um, 
So, so yeah, so that's, I mean, so I guess it's routine, it's routine and exercise, I guess are the two things. And then the other thing that's a coping strategy is, is just walking a lot, <laughs> you know, I'm harder <laughs> these days when um, I'm not, when it's too hot to go out in the middle of the day. Um, but, you know, in the, in the morning or um, in the evening or with my good friend, Corey, I really like walking with friends. Um, mm. That's, that's been very important to me too. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So for me, um, one of the things, and this relates to you talking about moving the finish line, is that in my personal life, I don't lift my head too high. And I mean, obviously, that figuratively, I I do um, keep my head at a normal level um, (laughs) in reality, so that I only look down the proverbial road a few days or sometimes just today. Because, you know, like with you getting that announcement about the, you know, opening of school that might be delayed, you know, for me, I hear something like that. And I'm like, okay, just got to focus on right now, like the next couple of days. And because if I lift my head and think, well, school's not starting. And then, well, what if it doesn't start and all that stuff, it just, for me, it snowballs way too much. And that, that I also try to coupled with that. I also try to focus on what I know because going down the rabbit hole of what ifs is a particularly slippery slope right now for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, if, like, uh, like what ifs meaning I mostly, uh, with the idea of school or other stuff too. Uh, definitely with school, with school that, um, well, and uh, I mean, you know, um, like with our fall retreat, the, our Portland retreat, we postponed it to 2021 because that what if was just for many reasons, mainly because it wouldn't be the same experience as it would have been if we'd done it this October in Portland, if we ever, if we could have, but it was just gnawing at me. It was yeah. just, just I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And and the what, big what if is definitely with my um, twins who are going, they're rising sophomores. And, you know, that, well, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Maybe fall semester is different. But, but what if spring semester isn't different? And what if Jefferson Dancers, which is what my son is in, it's, you know, I've talked about it, it's a pre-professional um, dance group with his high school. You know, what if they don't, what if they don't have enough money to keep going? What if uh, just all sorts of things? And yeah, you know, it, it's hard. I mean, that, you know, the, let's do a little detour to kids activities because that's, I mean, you know, if you have kids our age, which we both have teenagers, mm-hmm. um, you have three, I have two, but then even, you know, going down the chain down to, you know, three and four year olds, like those structured activities are good for so many reasons, socialization, giving us a break from things, helping kids learn their skills and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's definitely been hard. I mean, you know, I, uh, you know, my kids are very different ones, you know, Amelia's into volleyball and she was in the process of being recruited, right. Mm -hmm. To play in college. And, um, and they keep moving that finish line. You know, first it was no coach. You can talk to coaches, but you can't, um, you know, there's no direct physical contact, like mm-hmm. basically it's email or calls, mm-hmm. um, you know, first it was the end of June and then it was mid July and now it's the end of August. And it's, you know, every time we talk about it, she ends up in tears because it's so frustrating. Cause she was like, just right there. I mean, I swear oh, to God, we had, she was one tournament away from getting the offers that she wanted. And, oh um, my goodness. And I, I, you know, again, I want to, it's first world problem. I understand that, but it's just, you know, and everybody else on her team is signed at a place they want to go and she's the only one. So that, that's mm-hmm. stressful. Um, but then I just love that she, you know, at least like they're going back to um, physical conditioning outside right now, oh. you know, so they can go in and, and um, well, I'm, I'll just, I mean, it's not interesting, but it's kind of interesting just because it kind of sets up so they could go, they did physical conditioning outside Mm-hmm. Um, and then they could have 10 people in the gym at a time to start working on skills and drills and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then a janitor in the school tested positive for COVID and they had to shut the whole school down for a week for a deep wow. cleaning. Mm-hmm. So, and, and not that that's like, wow, unusual, but I was just like, okay, it's the middle of July and they want to get, you know, <laughs> how many kids back in there in four weeks? How does that work? You know, like, I don't see that. I don't see how those puzzle pieces fit together, you know? Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, so stuff like that happens, but then, um, Ben, my other one, um, who's really into marching band, um, they've canceled that season. Um, there is a competitive marching band season if you're not <laughs> in the, <laughs> um, and it's fun. And, and the kids that, you know, like anything, they're passionate about it. They love it. Um, and 
so, but they just had, uh, they're still doing it. They're, they're doing social distance marching and, and playing and stuff, and they're going to mm-hmm. make the best of it, you know? And so mm-hmm. I guess, um, I guess you just appreciate what has come back, right. Instead of looking yeah. at what might be lost, you know, yeah. like they're going to, I mean, Ben is just, I mean, he comes home from drumline, like, like he's just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's in such a good mood comparatively, right. From, from the, his regular days. Right. Mm-hmm. Is John able to dance at all right now? Is he like, so that's interesting. He got his haircut for the first time yesterday. This is an answer to your question. And, um, so I was there in the room with him. And, uh, so the, um, the, the woman who cuts our hair has, I've known her forever. So she's like, Oh, so John, are you dancing? Do you get to dance? And he said, well, I can dance, but I'm not. So, um, yeah, he just doesn't seem motivated and there's no word from, um, from the head, from the artistic director about what will be done. And I mean, the room where they dance, it is called the dungeon. So I'll give you one guess whether it's really well ventilated or not. Yeah, it's hard, right? And like same with um, not d- dancing different, but choir. Ben loves choir. Like that's one of the biggest um, issues with, you know, everybody's expelling, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, they, they, I mean, that's like cited by the CDC and things like that, you know, is that, that there have been a lot of cases due to, to choir practices, not, not high school choir, but adult choirs. And so... I mean, that's, that's right there on that do not do list. Um, Uh, Well, for John, I mean, the, you know, obviously I'm, he's bummed out as I would be too, but um, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the momentum of the group, right. That he loves. Oh my gosh. So much so, so much so. And, and just the, you know, the everydayness of it, the seeing those kids every single day and, um, but he, he started talking about it a little the other day and that was really, that was when I, Started, could feel myself going down toward the the if I did too many what ifs, yeah, I, I would get really bummed. So you know me, Dim. I just said, okay, well, don't think about that then. <laughs> I put, that, put that in box with the lid on that box, and boom. Yep, yep. Yep, I'll come back to it another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, all right. Well, before you and I start talking about um, workouts and running and that sort of thing and some other topics, it is time for a break. Stay with us. All right, Dim, we are a show focused largely on running. I think you know that. Um, so um, how have your workouts, your bike rides, your strength, all that stuff been going these past few months? They're going. I've been showing up. I've been showing up, which is exactly what we all need to do right now without a lot of pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talk a lot sometimes about how hard it is for me to motivate for a workout. And I, and I want to, I'm not just saying that, right? Like I need... Um, Every day for me, it's pushing a rock up a hill. Like it's not, I get to get on the bike. Oh, I get to whatever. But, you know, it is a a lot of muscle memory at this point. And it's also knowing how much better I will feel when I am done and how much more energy I'm going to have and how much more my my perspective on the world and how I treat people and how people treat me and all that stuff. It just, it just spirals. And so that alone is worth the price of admission. Um, But it's never like, Oh, I'm really excited to get up and go get on the bike or go for a run. It's just, it's just that I am, I've been doing it for so long that it, um, that I just, I don't doubt it anymore. Right. I don't think just go through my, all my workouts. So but I have, I have to ask, is that, is that, that's regardless of whether there's a pandemic going on or do you, or is it highlighted with the pandemic? I mean, it's a little of both. I would say, I mean, having a goal, of course, makes it a little bit easier to motivate, to get out and go, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, but I, it's always, I mean, it's always, I always have two, two little beings on my shoulder. One is the devil saying, you don't need to do it. And one is the angel saying, yes, you do. I mean, it's mm-hmm. been going on for, you know, for that long. I mean, um, so I guess I just want to make that, you know, clear to people. Like sometimes I think people look at, at us. And, and I know you have a little bit different, you are a little bit more on autopilot and really enjoy a lot of aspects of your runs. Um, and I do once I'm in motion, but, um, but I just like, it's, it's not like what, it's not like it, it's, I mean, it's easier. It's easier for me because of, like I said, I've been doing it for decades now, mm-hmm. but it's not like, um, 
I don't know. It's a, I don't know how else to say it other than it's just, it's just every day. It's a choice. I still mm-hmm. have to make the choice to get up and go or mm-hmm. to go period. If I'm not getting out of bed. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I have been making it, and like I said, I've been showing up and that's, that's the best, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's an A for me. <laughs> yep, exactly. You definitely get full credit for that. Yes. Thanks. Well, and you had a training plan to follow for a while, right? You were training for that marathon. I, I did. I had a training plan. And gosh, I got to say that even though I, so, okay, so the race was supposed to be June 28th. And if you hear a chair squeaking, that is Pablo, our, the larger of our two cats, who is sitting next to me in a chair making all sorts of noise. So... pandemic (laughs) so yeah so the the race was supposed to be june 28th they announced i think it was may 10th so if i'm getting my dates right so may 7th the saturday before that i know i went on a 20 mile run and i still then after may 10th after they said it was canceled because they um did not postpone it they just outright canceled it um it was the missoula marathon and that I still was doing all the weekday workouts and then just um, snipping the weekend long run a bit shorter. But now, I mean, gosh, I just, when, when I went, I talked about my 10 miler, I guess people here uh, next week, we record the episode yesterday on answers. I talked about what a tough um, nine mile run I had last Saturday. And I'm just like, really this back in the day, not too long ago, you know, maybe two months ago, this would have been like warm up for me. And uh, um, but I've been, I've been um, diversifying a lot more. Um, the pond that I swim in, I've been going to that. One silver lining to all of this um, change situation is that typically I, I cannot go swimming there on a weekday because it is um, about a 20 to 25 minute drive away from here. And in a town called Vancouver, which is north of Portland, off of I-5. And so that if I were to try to go there, you know, and swim at eight in the morning, I would be stuck in the worst commuter traffic on the way back. Like you'd be like, okay, Sarah, why aren't you getting to your desk until noon? I'd be like, yeah, because I've been sitting in traffic for 90 minutes. So now though, I, uh, I don't know, maybe in late May or something, I was like, Molly has Wednesdays off my running partner and, and we swim, um, go swimming at the same time. And I was like, Molly, any chance you want to go swimming on Wednesday? She's like, I'd love it. We made it back. Maybe it was two minutes longer drive than usual. I mean, wow, that's great. So, um, so yeah, so, um, and I, um, you know, I'm enjoying my new for me bike that I, after I replaced the two that got stolen, um, and that was a story that I shared in the podcast. So I've been enjoying riding that bike. And yeah, oh, and uh, my um, gym is not reopen, but they have been offering a class on Monday, the, the strength class that I like at um, in the field, in the center of the track at the high school. And they allow, I think, a maximum of eight people. So I've been going to that a few times. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that's mixing good. It up. Yeah, yeah. I miss, I miss um, the camaraderie of group workouts a lot. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely one thing. And maybe that's also... Uh, shading me a little bit because, you know, it's bike riding is, is, I mean, I've been going with Grant on the weekends, um, but you know, it's, it's solo, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's why the walks with friends are really good at the many happy miles strength workouts, even though, you know, we're all depart. I love doing it with people. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and then how in general are your kids or your, or Grant, your husband, how are they dealing with the quarantine? No. Um, well, I, I kind of, I mean, I already kind of went like, you know, but emotionally, I mean, do they say stuff? Do they, do they gripe? No, no, they, we, I mean, we, I talk, I try to talk about it a little bit with them, but I mean, it's a little bit, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the sex talk is a little bit harder, but quarantine is right underneath that. Right. As far as. they want to talk about. I mean, it's, it's easier now, right? Because it's like day to day, you know, like, do you have your mask or mom, I need whatever, like stuff like that, where I'm just like, okay, this is becoming very like routine and normal. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, in the next four weeks or so, we'll see what happens with school. I mean, I, you know, it's a social interaction. Um, that is the most important thing that, that they're missing a little bit, of course. Um, so I don't know, but overall, I mean, they're doing well, Amelia, uh, has some jobs this summer. So that definitely helps pass the time. She's a lifeguard at our local pool and she is helping a family down the street with their two little ones um, that mm-hmm. I call the chipmunks. 
So everything, so that's fun. So she hangs out with the chipmunks. And then um, Ben is a little bit harder, right? Because he's not old enough to have a job. He's 14, have Mm -hmm. a a, a sanctioned job. I can give him tasks around the house, but then he doesn't really, Mm, you know, so we don't really do those. Um, I don't know what you're talking about, Dimity. Oh my God. (laughs) Had to, at some point, I just had to say, I cannot control his screen time, right? Like, because that is one thing that can get under my skin, um, but you know, back when they were prior to school being let out, you know, when they, when we all stayed, started at home in March, you know, they, they were kind of learning at their own pace. It wasn't like they had to be in a room at, or in a zoom room at one o'clock, right. They just mm-hmm. kind of had to have assignments done by the end of the week or the end of the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, so he would get them done early, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, you know, he's just, he just watches a lot of Netflix, you know, and I'm just like, all right, you know, I got to just let it go. I've got to let it go. I let that train pull out of the station probably by, I don't know, day two of the, of the shutdown. I mean, I just, um, yeah, no. Um, and then particularly, I mean, by the end, John was doing, um, all of his work at night when I was, you know, asleep. So it seemed, it looked to me like he wasn't doing anything during the day. And yeah. then I went on, you know, I can go on what's called parent view, the system, you know, where you can check out the grades. And I'm like, how is he getting all A's? I mean, it would translate to a pass fail. They didn't give um, letter grades this um, for the final semester. But I just was like, wait a minute, how's he getting all those A's? And I said to them, he's like, mom, I do the work at night. You just don't see it. I'm like, okay. Uh- <laughs> so yeah 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 i'm just like okay what episode are we on okay sometimes i'll walk upstairs i'll be like how many episodes have you watched of whatever he's watching i'm like give it a break after the end of this one he'll be like okay you know i park for a little bit or you know play with the dogs in the backyard so that's good (laughs) i'm convinced though it's um daphne now wants to be a surgeon daphne my um almost 15 year old they both turned 15 at the end of this month um she wants to be a surgeon, not just a doctor, but a surgeon. And I'm convinced it's because of how much Grey's Anatomy she watched. I mean, man, that is that that is like such a sweet spot for that that age and that and the girls especially. And what's the <laughs> knockoff of that? Um, oh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. But anyway, there's a knockoff that's um, one of the characters' moves. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, oh, sure. I'll know it. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. No, then she um, switched to um, some procedural show, some, you know, it wasn't law and order, but it was something like that. So just, I think anything that has like a whole lot of seasons, they're like, yes. What can I do with that? (laughs) I agree. I mean, Ben and I, back in the day, uh, we were watching old seasons of Survivor. Uh, I never really watched that, you know, and I watched kind of back to back. Sometimes like it got, you know, you could probably do like two, two in a row, three was too much. We did that a couple of times. I'm like, I can't watch another one right now. Oh my gosh. We, um, we're just getting acorn TV that the British, um, you know, shows all British shows and oh my gosh, I'm so excited for it. I feel like a whole, I've found a whole new room in my house or something. <laughs> so, but you're, you're getting out of Dodge. You're, uh, headed out for vacation on a vacation on Saturday, which is um, two days away. Super excited. We are taking a road trip to, um, we're heading up to Bozeman, Montana for two mm-hmm. nights. I'm going to be hiking with a mother runner named Sarah on Saturday morning and her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we're going up to Glacier National Park, which is going to be interesting. Half the park is closed um, because the entrance on the east side goes through um the Blackfeet uh, Indian Reservation, and mm-hmm. um, they have that closed, understandably. So I'm not sure what Glacier is going to look like as far as getting in and, and crowdedness, but it'll be fine regardless of what we do because we're going to be in such a beautiful part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're coming home one night through Jackson, Wyoming, mm-hmm. so um, to break up the drive. So yeah, I'm excited. What about you? I, I didn't get to ask how are your kids doing besides oh. your newly shorn John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's letting the front grow out though. So um, when we were at the, at the style, at the salon yesterday, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I got to cue it up. And I started playing baby by Justin Bieber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, my, one of the top of probably top, definitely my top five, if not my top three is that my kids are not griping. Yeah. And 
because gosh, I just feel if they started to gripe, that would break me. And then I don't know. And I just, I've always been, um, I really believe that in an emergency, everybody has to put on their own oxygen masks in a figurative sense. And I took, started, what I mean by that is like when, when we would fly, you know, my um, parents lived in Connecticut, my mom still lives there. And so we would fly, I'd fly out with the three kids every summer to visit them for, you know, two, three weeks, something like that. And from a very early age, I just would be like, you know what? Like they've got stuff that can keep them happy. As long as they don't bother other people, they're kind of on their own. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, here, let me, you know, open that bag of gummy worms for you. Or here, why don't you read this book? Or here, play with this, you know, Rubik's Cube or whatever it was. I just was like, you know, when I'm on a plane by myself, I don't think that I need to make sure that the person next to me is being occupied. And so I just was like, yeah, if if they want to, you know, I would go to, we take a red eye, I'd go to sleep. And I just thought, yeah, if Phoebe wants to sit there and watch a SpongeBob marathon on the little TV screen, go have at it. That's fine. As long as you're quiet, that's all I care. <laughs> so I sort of take that theory and it's just like, okay, they seem content. They seem content. I'm not going to like go over there and shake them and be like, wait, aren't you bored? Shouldn't you, we be doing something else different? So, um, everybody, you know, everybody is in charge of their own happiness in my household. That's, that's my motto. <laughs> motto. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's good, but it has given me time to do stuff that I wouldn't normally do, right? Like, I think I talked about how we rescued a ping pong table from the, um, <laughs> from the uh, uh, big, like, overflow trash day once a month. You know, if you want to put out big pieces of trash, mm-hmm. they'll take it. And um, our neighbors next door had one from, like, 1973. And um, all the stuff, with it, like, the, the, the paddles, the balls, everything. And um, nice. that's on our back porch, and we've been playing a lot of ping pong. Uh, it's died awesome. off a but that's fun to do with Ben. I mean, I've been doing a lot with Ben. We, we go to the bike park um, together, which is uh, about uh, two miles away on the bike. And then he rides his mountain bike and I um, just kind of hang out. <laughs> I was about to say, Timothy, I sense a, a broken wrist in the making. If you're doing like stunts on a bike, please don't, please. Yeah. But I guess it's just a long way of saying like, I like that it's kind of opened up time. You know, you and I both worked from home before that. So it wasn't like, oh, we've got now, you know, 90 minutes of commuting time that we don't have to have anymore. But, mm-hmm. um, but we're definitely not driving our kids everywhere. Um, you know, just the errands and the, all that kind of stuff just came to a standstill. And as a result, you're like, oh, okay, you do. You, I, I'll sit down and play Monopoly with you at one o'clock in the middle of the day, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not Monopoly it's way too long, but <laughs> There is no end. Is there, is there a way to win at Monopoly? If there is, I've never, I've never gotten it. I've never gotten that far. It's like the sound of music. I, I think I've watched the end of it once and I didn't like it. So I just stop about two thirds of the way through. Uh, <laughs> I got to watch the end when they escape. Oh my gosh. Uh, I just find that whole, the whole Nazi part, it's just so depressing. It's the same way with Wizard of Oz. Once the flying monkeys really make too big of a presence, I'm out with that movie. It just. <laughs> so you they're down in the dungeon. I'm closing that door. I'm not there. <laughs> Are you sensing a theme and how I deal with things? Where's the sand? I got to stick my head in it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so, but to vacations, we are, our road trip, my family's road trip is next month. We are going to a part of the Oregon coast that we've never been to. And so I'm just super excited. It's this town called Bandon which um, golf aficionados would know is a totally, um, it's a fancy golf place. They have a couple like kind of renowned golf courses, but Jack tells me they cost $400 a pop to play. So we won't be playing at them. So, but it has, it's a a more kind of wild um, coastline than it is. um, There's, you know, the, for people who don't know, Oregon obviously is along the West coast. So it has a whole bunch of coastal towns, but you can get to some of them in about 90 minutes from Portland, whereas this one is four hours away. And it is, I'm excited. There's a running thing that um, Coos Bay, which Steve Prefontaine, he famously is from Coos Bay, Oregon. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about mm, 45 minutes maybe from where we'll be staying. So I definitely want to go up there and there's pre-trail. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think there's a pre-trail there. I know there's one also in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and oh, there's all sorts of um, art, outdoor art exhibits, and just really amazing things. So, I'm very excited for that. We're cool. going to be gone for a well, week. It's going to yeah. be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good. Yeah. And uh, got a, a house through VRBO and bringing the dog along. So to say, you get to come. Oh, he most definitely does. We had, and then it was, oh my gosh, all the requirements for finding a house. It's like, they have to, it has to be dog friendly. It has to have Wi-Fi. You know, my kids are kind of snobs about the decor. So it couldn't just be like, you know, super shabby and uh, yeah, and I wanted to be in a cute town. So um, I'm very, very excited. And it was all inspired actually to go to that part of the coast by um, a bammer who joined us at Rancho La Puerta the first year, Trisha. Um, she's real she's tall like i am and uh she just posted a picture the stunning picture on instagram and i'm like i want to go to that part of the coast so it prompted me to to expand my search and so that's how we found that i'm excited cool yeah cool yeah yeah um and what about what so augie gets to go to daycare i mean those dogs and animals are such a blessing right Oh my gosh, Jim. Well, you know, I, I really do. If I haven't ever said this explicitly to you, I have you to thank for, for us owning pets. So, um, yeah, you know, you all conversation, you were like, Oh, it's just an inconvenience, but my kids want them. And I'm like, your kids want them, Sarah, like let, let the kids have the pets. Like that's part of childhood, you know? (laughs) But then it was so awesome when I didn't tell you that we finally got a dog because I wanted to tell you in person. (laughs) You nearly fell off your chair when I told you. I think you, I thought you were a cat person. Didn't know you were a dog person, but yeah. (laughs) So much like unconditional, well, they always bring unconditional love and, and licks and laughter. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But um, but it just seems particularly intense and important these times, right? Oh my gosh! And sometimes it's just you know. So Augie, like I said, he's a French bulldog, and um, so he's pretty quiet. You know, it's not like we go out and play a game of fetch or anything like that. And sometimes just he looks like, and Alex knows this because Alex has a love affair with Augie, and um, he sometimes just looks like a he's tan, he's fawn colored, as they call that in the Frenchy world. He just looks like a little cashew, all kind of rolled up. And sometimes I just go and I just like curl my arms around him and put my head down on him. I'm like, I love you so much. I love you so much, Augie. <laughs> Oh, totally. I love it. I mean, that's, oh, I have a voice for my dogs. Like as soon as I start doing that, then they come over and start wagging their tails. I mean, I love that. I mean, that's another good kind of upshot of silver lining is that so many dogs and puppies are being adopted during this mm-hmm. time. It's a perfect mm-hmm. time to, you know, integrate them into your house. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Mason is, he's nine, eight now and he's getting a little bit older. Like he's definitely slowing down, but he still loves a good game of fetch in the backyard. And then um banjo is like oh my god it's like hell on wheels <laughs> in the best way in the best way banjo hank davis is his, is his full name in case you're wondering his middle name's hank and um he's loud he's not like augie he's not a quiet little cashew he is very loud and that's another thing that sometimes can really grate on my nerves at the end of the day like all the dogs walking by and he'll stand at the window and just howl 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 <laughs> Um, which, and, and, you know, people think it's funny because they hear it for, you know, 15 seconds and it's done. I'm like, okay, but I have, it's like, you know, repeats for me, you know, like speed repeats, like 15 seconds on 45 seconds off, you know, um, but anyway, yeah, I know we're glad to have the dogs and the kids have, um, trained them both. They each get one that sleeps in each of their beds, you know, so that's nice for them to have that. And uh, yeah, that's, that's been good a lot. I mean, I don't know what our dogs will do when we go back to real life. Like it's going to be so quiet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So, you know, Augie had, he, I'm his favorite. Um, and, um, And so, you know, in, in real life, you and I traveled pretty frequently for work. And so he would have to get used to me being gone and I mean, he would definitely lose his mind when I came home, just lose his mind. And so now though, I mean, he'll see me leave. Like, I'm just trying to think where, I guess, like when I go out on a longer run or something, I remember Phoebe, my older daughter texted me a picture of Augie sitting by the back door, looking just so forlorn. And this was like 20 minutes into a run. And the message was, he's been sitting there ever since you left. Oh, I was like, oh, dude, man, you got to get over it. Like there's other people in the house, Augie, they'll love you. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, oh my goodness. So, um, yeah, so it's gonna, whenever that day comes, when we resume our business travel, Dimity, it's going to be rough on the little cashew man. Oh, the little cashew. Well, maybe he fits, maybe he fits in the roller, right? <laughs> he can fit in the, in 
the one we call the body bag, which is where we carry all the merchandise. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. So, I mean, Dim, it is so different for you and me that you know, in in quote unquote regular times, you and I traveled a lot for work, particularly weekends, because you know we go to race expos and those happen on like Friday and Saturday. And, um, you know, so those stay-at-home orders for us have been quite literal for you and me. Yes. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I definitely think this is the longest time that we've ever not had a business trip since we launched the biz in 2010. Would you think that's right? Yeah. I mean, we went to Rancho La Puerta in, was that February? That was February. And then got back from our Hilton Head retreat. Hilton Head was right after that. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. It was my last trip. Yes. And then we were going to drive down to Arizona to see my parents and we didn't. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so that, um, yeah, it's been a long stretch to be at home. Um, And I did take a trip to back down to Arizona. I flew with my sister uh, for a longer weekend just to check in on the rents and see how they're doing. And um, it was, it's surreal. I mean, it was just surreal. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who have been through the airports, but just how quiet it is. There's this kind of the sense of doom about it. It's very orderly, which of course I like, you know, Um, (laughs) you know, it's just very, there's not a lot of excitement, like, oh, I'm going to Disneyland, you know, or something like that, you know, like, it's just like, oh, you know, this was in, um, I guess I went early June. So maybe more people are traveling a little bit more for for leisure now, but um, it's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what it looks like. You know, I mean, again, it's given us more time. You know, I know, I know you, are you a, a big meal planner or do you do it like day by day of what you're going to make each Well, night? cause I mean, gosh, that is, that is what being at home other than Augie getting way too attached to me means. It means night after night after night of cooking dinners, because I swear, I mean, you, you know me, I, I, I love our business trips for many reasons. And one of them is that we get to not make dinner and then we get to have meals out on the road. Like, woo, you know, like even if it's just Chipotle, you know? Yeah. I, this coming at me, cause I, every time I think of you, because you are such a, you enjoy flavors and, and food so much. And I mean that, in a, you know, like you're a gourmet, you know, I'm surprised that you're complaining about making dinner night after night. Well, but it was because, I mean, I, once I get, it's sort of like you and working out Dimity that, uh, you know, once you get moving and sweating, you remember like, oh yeah, I like riding my bike. I like doing all this. And I'm like, Oh, it's the deciding what to make and then getting in that, you know, tearing myself away from the desk and going into, you know, walking, I don't know, 20 steps into the kitchen. And, but then once I start doing it, I really, really enjoy it, but it is the deciding. And also my kids have told me, and I've said this before on the podcast, that the one highlight of their day is dinner. Oh, so there's, there's some pressure. So, but it's more just um, that that's their focus. I mean, you know, they're sleeping super late and they come down and um, like John has learned to not lead with the question, what's for dinner, mom? (laughs) (laughs) And he tries to teach his sister. (laughs) Oh no. And he tries to teach Daphne, his twin sister that, and she still, she'll walk down and very grumpily, what's for dinner, mom? And John will say to her, no, Daphne, ask mom how her day's going first and then ask what's for dinner. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's the universal question, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, and it's just, it's just, it's unrelenting, you know, whereas before I'd be like, okay, cool, you know, I'll cook for 10, 12 days in a row, but then Dim and I get to go to Kansas City and we'll get to, you know, eat a couple meals out and, and whatever they eat is their, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I'm 2000 miles away from it. So this is a, a suggestion made with love, but maybe like you have like a, a night out and not necessarily meaning, um, you know, that you go get takeout or something, but like everybody fends for themselves. Right. Or, or like make it super easy, like a breakfast. Dinner. I mean, cause I know you, you love to like follow recipes and stuff, but like one of our favorite go-tos is like, pancakes, scrambled eggs, like good fruit, you know, that's, mm. it, and that's so easy. And the, and the kids can make it. That's the thing. Like I, that's when they make their dinner, we make, they make breakfast dinner. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I mean, for me, um, like last week I was just, I forget, well, we we're pushing to, to, um, launch our new race series, which we'll talk about later, but that I just was like, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh. And Daphne, bless her heart. She is like, mom, could you make that? Um, it's a Trader Joe's like, um, you know, they're vegetarian. So it's a fake orange chicken. 
so that it's um, basically, you know, a little fake whatever meat product, you know, I don't okay. know. Yeah. It's something like that. And it comes with an orange sauce. So all I had to do was cook the rice and then, you know, heat the things up. And it did feel like it was so simple. I was like, oh, this is genius. Oh, and I um, steamed some broccoli, but it, I steamed it in the bag. It was from Trader Joe's. So that was real tough. Um. <laughs> but that's a dinner, Sarah. You don't have, I mean. Oh, it was. It was particularly adding the broccoli. You know, that really took it up a notch. So, yeah. <laughs> but what? every five days like give yourself a rest day right you know like that's and and then and it won't quite feel so onerous i don't think although my gosh then the praise the praise they give me with stuff that i make oh my goodness like just and that brings me a lot of joy and i so um so i guess if i were being honest one of the dinners one one of my high points my workout's also a high point so Okay, good. Yeah. And any phone calls I have with you, Dimity, always a high point. That's what I was about to say. And what about your um, <laughs> my, my colleagues? In our house, like not taking it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, dinners have been fine around. My, my kids are less adventurous eaters than yours are. So we, I mean, we tend to have, I mean, we always have tacos one night a week. A breakfast dinner is pretty normal. A pizza, of course. Um, some chicken dish, some kind of um, pasta dish. Um, those are, that's five. We usually do takeout one night a week. I definitely, mm. eat, um, I'm, I'm shopping local. That's, that's how I justify that one. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what else, but I mean, it's, it's, we, we have variations on a theme. Like I don't look for new recipes a lot or anything. I just make a lot of the same thing, but what I do do is make a lot, make a lot, meaning like there's leftovers for them for lunches um, or like Amelia can take to the pool for lifeguarding, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that to make sure that, you know, because otherwise that is one thing like without a lot of structure in um, their days, especially for Ben, like he'll like be like, oh, you know, have a breakfast. And then like one o'clock comes around, he's crazy hungry and he, you know, eats goldfish and pretzels and a Coke Zero. I'm like, mm, not so much, you know. <laughs> not a little bit, you know. So, um, so, the, so making sure that there's like good food in the fridge for the kids. That's that that gives me a little bit of a, a it's a little safety blanket, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, how about hobbies or pastimes? Have you picked up any hobbies? Have you reinvigorated any hobbies? Good craft. Is that what you're asking me? Oh, um, I like it. You've got a term for it. Yes. Oh, I, I, I've thought a lot about painting my office, um, which is something that I put up in like the AMR atmosphere a long time ago before everything started. So I, hopefully by the end of August, I will have not mustard yellow walls anymore, <laughs> which is what was here when we moved in. Um, so that's one thing that I want to do. Um, I've been gardening some. Gardening is growing on me. It's definitely... Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, it's not something that I am naturally drawn to and like kind of know inherently what to do. But um, my mom has been helping me with that. And, you know, I planted a garden a couple of years ago and it's, it's definitely, you know, blooming in different ways, you know, and so that's definitely kind of coming into its own. So that's really fun to see. I like to go out and just uh, look at it <laughs> and any new buds or just see the, the bees and the butterflies buzzing around and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But other than that, I mean, I don't really think I have any, like I didn't, you know, pick up, knitting or anything like that it's it's you know again like my day-to-day life hasn't changed that much it's just more Mm -hmm. that um there's a lot more people around in my house right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be um you know quiet during the days and kind of busy at nights now is just kind of Mm -hmm. busy a lot more exactly but I also find that I have more time because we're not traveling for work yes you know and so that because before you know, if we were during some of the busy seasons, you and I would be gone for sometimes one or two weekends a month. And so then you have to kind of cram more things in when we are home. And, you know, so I I definitely, you know, cleaned out the spice cabinet or, you know, organized this drawer and, you know, went through the storage room and cleaned out some things. So I realized that's not a craft, so I'm not answering the own question. No, I know. It's funny. Um, So I did our kitchen, like right Mm -hmm. when this all started, you know, Mm -hmm. mid-March, and uh, just yesterday morning, I was looking at the little, you know, slab, wooden slab that holds our knives mm-hmm. and it's all full of crumbs. And I'm like, oh my God, it's time to clean the kitchen again. <laughs> right. On, right. <laughs> Deep cleaning of the kitchen during COVID times. <laughs> um, I definitely have been doing a lot more reading during the pandemic and maybe it's also because it's summer and so the light's better. So I, uh, I love sitting outside after dinner 
and reading a book. I really enjoy that. So where are you getting your books from? That's what I want to know. Yeah. So, well, now our library has reopened. Um, oh, okay. And our- so, yes. yeah. So, well, I should, I should say, um, you can get, yeah, I need to rephrase that. You can get books from the Multnomah County Library. And so you put them on hold and then you tell them where you're going to pick it up. And then when you get a notification that the book has arrived, you call a hotline and you make an appointment to pick up the book. Okay. And it's like an hour window. I know this is scintillating conversation. And uh, so that... No, I mean, I, I'm curious. Yeah. So then, so for instance, on Monday, I went and picked up two books and they give you a really long time to call. Like, I think I had, I maybe got notification maybe June 30th and I had until July 12th to pick them up. So, okay. so there was no rush and then they give you an hour window and it took all of, you know, 25 seconds because they do, you tell them your library card number before on the phone and so when you go you just tell them your name and they have the books waiting right there for you and they hand them um, they put them on a thing there's no human literal contact they put yeah, them on yeah. a thing and pass it to you so um yeah i've been well i've been yeah i've been able to get audiobooks this whole time obviously and so i've been enjoying audiobooks while running or walking or biking or whatever um and i actually broke down and bought some books off of amazon so yeah. Um, and Ellison and I shared the books from the summer reading podcast. And so she read um, more of them than I did. So then when we recorded it, she left them here at the house. So I've been going through those and that has been oh, utterly delightful. Like last Sunday, I read an entire book in an afternoon. Wow. Good for you. That's great. That's great. I'll have to check out. Maybe we do have ours open because that's, that's my thing is that I, I, I want to read books that are not um, related to anything current right now. <laughs> you know, I don't want to read about, um, I don't want to read about, I started reading um, Spillover by David Quammen. Do you know, oh. he's a, um, a really good writer. Um, oh, I know who David Quammen is. I don't know the book though. Yeah. So it's, it's called Spillover. It's about pandemics, right? And actually oh, geez. in Arizona, my parent, my mom had read it and my stepdad was reading it and I was like, Oh, are you done with that, John? I'll take it. Um, and so I just got it recently. And um I was like, and it's interesting. It's very interesting, but it's also super, super deep science wise, mm-hmm. which is a little sometimes rough for my brain to handle at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was like, I just, I don't need to read about this right now. You know, like yeah. uh, if, you know, so I just need to, I need a couple books that are going to take me away. So I got the one about, um, I'm so right before Glacier, I said, I told the kids, I was like, go on Amazon, put one or two paperback books in the cart because we're not doing screens. Like they've been reading off Kindles and stuff to get oh app you know it's it's great mm-hmm. like they can get a whole bunch of books but i'm like we're just not doing them so grab a book because there's going to be rest time there's going to be drive time mm-hmm. and uh yeah so i got the one about the earthquake and the radio oh. announcer that you- yeah this is this is chance mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm excited about that one and then there's awesome. another a friend recommended called empty which is mm-hmm. by a um she's a producer for uh this american life and it's about um, her struggles with eating disorders, which I realize is not like vacation literature, but all the reviews, it's really, really well written. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, um, I like, I like stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I definitely am looking for escapist type stuff, you know, yeah. that, that puts me into a, a different world and, um, yeah, um, very exciting. Um, so, and then how about habits we've developed? Have you, um, developed any, <laughs> Um, I have to say that oddly, my mindfulness practice, which had become almost daily last fall and winter, has totally fallen off, yeah. almost to the point of being non-existent. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that is? Um, so I, a lot of days I'm sleeping a little later and sometimes uh, just getting interrupted by people because um, my vampire son oftentimes is still awake from the night before when I go downstairs to head out for my workout. So that means that I can't just sit a lot of times would sit on our living room couch and um, do the calm 10 minute um, mindfulness thing. And now he's there. And so he, he gets, he like goes to bed at like five 30 in the morning or six. No, sometimes he'll um, yeah. I mean, he'll sometimes go to bed at seven thirty or eight or nine. Yeah. Although now he's, he's shifting somewhat. He's um, a little bit more on human schedules. Yeah. But for a while he was staying up all night and would sleep for a lot of the day and get up in time for dinner. Yeah. And I realized that um, 
you know, that was one of my worries. Is this going to mess up his um, circadian rhythms for the rest of his life? Because, um, you know, yeah, I got to <laughs> catastrophize everything. Uh, <laughs> you know, will he be two inches shorter because he didn't get the right sleep or not enough vitamin D or something like that? I'm like, ah, Sarah, like children are resilient. They live through a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, so, and also, I don't and going know. Back to mind- uh, sorry to interrupt you, but going back to your mindfulness, do you miss it? Can you feel a difference that you not doing it? No, because I feel, well, I, I'm one thing I'm doing the, I've mentioned this before. I do wake up, wind down, particularly I do the wake up. It's on Spotify and the guy's just so charming. He has an Irish accent. He, it's super short, it's three minutes and it's somewhat mindfulness adjacent almost. (laughs) Um, so I like that, but also like, um, I don't know. I just kind of feel I'm taking a little bit more mindful approach to how I'm approaching everyday life because there doesn't seem to be as much urgency that um, there seems to be enough time. Yeah. And and so, um, you know, I'll stand out and be watering the plants in the garden or something. And I'm just like, oh, okay, don't listen to anything. You know, don't, don't cue up a podcast. Don't listen to music. Just stand here and look at the butterflies and watch the leaves, you know, rustling in the breeze, that type of thing. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, habits, I mean, habits for me come and go. I mean, going back to what we talked about at the beginning, getting my day set up. um, And that's, you know, that's kind of my mindfulness. Um, And sometimes I do meditate after that or before that, Mm -hmm. a little pocket of time. So um, I've been doing it for like four days straight now. I just realized it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's, I realized that I missed it. Right. So that's going to be a priority moving forward. But I mean, other habits, I mean, I feel like we're eating all, all eating better more Mm -hmm. or less. I mean, of course, um, you know, there's plenty of junk still, but you know, when you're making your own food, it definitely is the opportunity to, um, you know, not have somebody else fill your plate. You get to fill your plate. Mm -hmm. Um, what else? I mean, habits, I I think that's really it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just, just, it's just kind of observing more, I guess, like you were saying, but even stuff like, you know, my kids are surprising me at times, you know, I mean, I complain about Ben and Netflix, but you know, he's, you know, he'll come up with like, he made his own cornhole boards, this um, pandemic, you know, we went to Home Depot and got all this stuff for him and he's really good with power tools. And Amelia took um, banjo for a hike by herself in the mountains uh, on Saturday morning, like would have never, you know, so stuff like that, that, I mean, I would still notice it before, but I have more time to appreciate like mm-hmm. that they're growing up and they're doing cool things. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to end on that note, Dimity, because that was very nice. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And actually they're calling me right now. Mom. <laughs> you need to put the podcast recording session in in session. Um, yeah. So, well, we, I alluded to it, Dim, the love the run you're with 2.0. Oh, I am so ready to love the run everybody's with. Uh, It's gotten a lot of great reception on Facebook and the posts and the emails and stuff we're sending out about it. Um, We really want to emphasize consistency in your running, connection with each other, camaraderie, and that motivation, that momentum that I was talking about. Because when I know that other people are out doing the exact same thing, then I'm much more likely to go do it. Um, Wait, Dimity, you got to give me the elevator pitch, the the one sentence. What is Love the Run You're With 2.0? So it is 16 uh, continuous weeks of training that um, overlap four virtual events. So there's one in August. It's a team relay, which people are getting a little confused about because how are we doing a team relay in the middle of COVID? We're doing it virtually. Um, you do not have to have a friend with you. You don't have to sign up with a team of people. We're going to link everybody. We're going to connect. We're going to make the teams. Um, You're going to have new best running friends. Um, We're going to probably put you in the same time zone. It's going to be very fun and very seamless. And so don't worry about if you're coming in solo, you will thrive in the team relay. That's August. September is strong and solo, which is a straight up 5k, 10k, 10 mile. Uh, One of those people choose. You choose those. Those are your options. Um, October is a stacked race weekend, meaning you you run three days in a row, two or three days, depending upon what feels good to you. And the last one is the Go Long Challenge, um, which is based on the Yeti Challenge, where you run every four hours. But I want to emphasize this because there's people like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, we, we the way that we did the training plan, the way that we um, 
put together the events, it is very accessible for all levels. There are different, there are three different training tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first training track is called in it for fun. And that is exactly what it is. The, the longer runs on the weekends, I think the longest one is maybe seven miles or six mm-hmm. miles. It's mm-hmm. not long, you know, three miles during the week. And those, those crazy events, um, like the one, the go long weekend, you can run a 10 K. Um, which is will be very doable after 16 weeks of training, if that even that feels daunting now. So I guess because we have some longer events, we want a unique stuff, creative stuff. I just don't want people to be intimidated to think that they can't do it because really there's a place we meet everybody where they're at. Oh yeah. And you designed the program and that is your, that's what girds everything about you, Dimity, to be inviting, to to make it accessible for everyone so that you can just wrap those long arms of yours around every, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. And, and Augie too. Augie gets to come too. The cash. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so teamwork camaraderie, like you said, it's going to be kicked off with that relay. So you'll build those friendships and those relationships. And then they're all fostered online on the private Facebook group for the love the run you're with 2.0 on Strava. If that's your jam, we have a private group on there and then swag. We haven't even touched on the swag. Oh my goodness. A finisher's gift. That's a gorgeous custom buff. Just so many, so many good things about it. So, and you can find all that at trainlikeamother.club. Click on the virtual races from the hamburger menu on the top left corner. Again, that's trainlikeamother.club. The program kicks off on Monday, August 3rd. We limit it to 1,200 people, and we think it's going to fill up before that August 3rd date. So um, don't delay. Head on over to trainlikeamother.club. And our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles and stay safe.